Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, Mark Watson made a welcome return, Bristol City supporting comedian. And uh, we had a chat, of course, and we spoke to an estate agent. Yeah, he's got to sell, well, he's very happy to sell uh, an old football ground that's come up on the market. Yeah. Um, So if you're in the market for an old football ground... This is your podcast. Yeah, listen on. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. What For the neutral, which I've kind of not when it comes to Chelsea and Arsenal, uh, but it was a very enjoyable game of football, but oh, you were terrific there. Game. You terrific, were there. Terrific game, but congratulations to Arsenal on their stunning 5-0 victory with only seven men. Oh, no, it was a draw. When I, Sorry. When I spoke to you earlier on, I was about to say, actually, unlike the Newcastle game the other day, you were being you were saying nice things about Arsenal when I spoke to you on the phone Yeah, this I morning. thought Arsenal played really well, but the, it was a classic red card game. I mean, some of the analysis Afterwards, I mean, Martin Cairn and Perry Gross. Perry, I was listening to Perry in the sports bar. It was basically as if they were describing like City and Liverpool combined. I mean, I've never heard anything like it. Apparently, Chelsea are going to be relegated and somehow <laughs> Arsenal are going to finish like second or something. It was pathetic. <laughs> it's got more bitter since no, 10 o'clock. Was, I'd like to point I wasn't so expecting poor. this at I mean, 10 o'clock. Basically, until the red card, Chelsea were by far the better team. Mm. And what happened was, and for about 10 minutes afterwards, and then when they dropped off a little bit, the crowd got impatient. Yeah. And that that transferred to the players, and the players got a bit edgy and a bit nervous. Arsenal realised they had nothing to lose. They Mm. suddenly, you know, got a system. They got organised. The crowd, their crowd were great. They got behind their team. And basically, that can happen in a a red card game. And Mm. so... Chelsea's naivety, though, was there for everyone to see. I mean, how they didn't put the ball out of the end, you're thinking, oh, for yeah, goodness you're just sake. thinking, the players were saying to Tammy Abraham, look, get, get, sit down. Go down, but it, he goes down, still should have put the ball, the ball out, and he should have gone, Emerson should have kicked yeah. the ball out. There were enough senior players there to tell him what to do. See, and, we, you know, we and, can't and, have it both ways. We can't say, oh, you know, players are so cynical these days when a young footballer thinks, I've got to help my boys out, I'm going to stay on my feet and try and defend. you to be cynical because, basically, he, he was in the position for Bellerin to go past him, you know, and couldn't make a tackle because he was injured, and Kepper Turnbull did the rest. I mean, seriously, I, I, oh. he should have saved it. Kepa I mean, Turnbull? Well, basically, he's on target. It's a goal. That's it. You might as well, well have that on his business Actually, stats-wise, as Matt's got to probably tell us, that was right, because they had two shots and they scored two goals. You know, he makes some good saves, but, boy, he makes some... You know, he misses some saves, you think, oh, he should have David Priest joins us later on. David Priest scores the goalkeeper yeah, he also goalkeeping coach. not overly enamoured, I don't think. Well, he didn't think Kepper was at fault for that goal, as he'll didn't explain. He? No, he's right. taken to social media. He'll probably explain well, I don't why. know why, because he basically he, there was only one place Bellerin could have put that ball. 
That's where he put it. And he didn't exactly belt it in, you know. I think he, I think he could have covered it. I think he should have got it. But I don't know if you saw Greta Greta Thunberg's face yesterday while she was listening to Donald Trump. No, I didn't. That was my face after Arsenal <laughs> equalised. That's a bit of a <laughs> twisted look on the face. Yeah, honestly. But it's just, it is massively frustrating mm. for from a Chelsea. Not for point the of listeners. View. I think they quite enjoy. No, it. Probably do. But you know, I, I think you know Chelsea are in a in a good position. Uh, that interesting stat that Alan came up with this morning they've had more t- attempts on target at Liverpool it's very obvious what the problem is and they have got a very good team there yeah, they, I was quite they, shocked they've at got that. the basis yeah. of a very good team mm. but if they don't get someone in who can score some goals they probably won't finish in the top four but that will still be a good season still better than most people well, why, why do you expected. think that? I think you, you well, can still finish they, in the top they, four they dropped five points this week you know you can't keep dropping points eventually you know United if they win tonight they'll only be three points behind they've still got to play Chelsea mm. they've beaten them twice this year already so there, there are lots of reasons to think why Chelsea won't finish in the top four. But then on the other hand, it's still a decent season. Yeah. They're still doing well. Um, it's funny, though. The is it, so what do you, just very quickly, what do you think you you need? Is it just purely a striker? Like it's a proven, does. is it, yeah, come like, on, like it's Spurs a proven striker. Yeah. You know, you, you need someone who can score. They're hard to you find know. in January, you know, aren't they? Tammy Abraham's had a wonderful season, but you know he's still learning the game I mean, heading wise I mean I don't, he's not very good in the air that should be said I mean there were two headers last night there have been a lot but I mean that the first one had to go back the way it came had to but he tried to glance it and he hit it straight at Leno you mm. know but I mean in the end it, it was a good game it was a good, good game good goal by uh, Martinelli wasn't it Sort of, but a, a big element of luck. I mean, Kante did a Stephen Gerrard, didn't he? Sort of went flying. Yeah. And, you know, if he hadn't fallen over, he probably wouldn't have scored. You know, so... Yeah, you're, you we'll talk a bit about Kante, because you're not you're not sure, are you? I mean, it almost feels like sacrilege, because everybody thinks he's the, the beating heart of every team he plays for, but you're not sure sometimes, are no, you? No, well, you know, I mean, he's a fantastic... What he does, he's the best in the world at. He's brilliant at winning the ball back, and energy, and box-to-box. Box. He's fantastic. But if you actually study his games, it'll be interesting to see what Matt Scott will ask him next week. I, I have a feeling that his, some of his passing and some of his decision-making is not brilliant. I don't see him as a kind of natural footballer. Mm. But, you know, obviously he's got, he, he <clears> has <throat> tremendous attributes and he'd walk into any team in the mm. world. So I'm not going to put the bloke down, you know, but... Uh, you know, there you, you see go. shortcomings. Yes, some, but, you know, that's, that's a lot of players. I think Chelsea have got a very, very good team, basically. Mm. Uh, and, you know, they are where they are for a reason, but they could be higher. And Lampard's right, they've dropped a bit, they've thrown away at least 10 points. I mean, at least, you know, against Brighton, they should have won that game on, on between you know, Christmas and New Year. Mm. It was ridiculous. They were 1-0, they were so on top. But they didn't get the second goal. It's been the story, you know. You know, there's a lot of inconsistency in the league. You know, there's no question about it. Well, it was interesting last night. I mean, all those teams that are expected mm. to win tonight will be looking at last night because I think you're going to see teams' energy levels drop, their mental and physical attributes drop at different points over the next few weeks for whatever mm. reason. And I think you saw a bit of that last night. I mean, you probably didn't expect Bournemouth to win certainly that convincingly. No. Villa nicking it at the end. Well, Newcastle you coming back. You, you know, you. you it was, was everything the week. Ken wasn't exactly it yeah. was a brilliant night's football yeah. I, I, they are funny footballers though I mean Villa what a magnificent end to the game it was so yeah. exciting there's nothing better for the home fans than a you know last minute uh, winner. winner like mm. that and but Conso who scored who thought he'd scored it slumped to the floor in an interview room says the son after being told the goal had been credited to Ming saying I'm heartbroken absolutely heartbroken he could have been joking could, well I don't know could you be a bit more selfish a bit he could have been 
joking. Well, he could have been. Didn't sound like it. Okay. Because he, he uh, Mings apologised to him. Sorry, but I don't score many, so I've got to claim it. Yeah, just so brushed he, off his foot. And, and judging by the photos of him on the floor, he didn't look like he was joking. He looked like really gutted. Oh, okay. That he hadn't scored. But who cares who scores? You know, it's a team game. <laughs> who cares they, who scores? Well, they won. The, they won. You know, they won the game. They won the game. I don't right. know. I don't know. We've got to go, Andy. All right. Okay. Thank you, caller. That's Andy there from Chiswick talking Chelsea. Do you want to have your say? Oh, wait. Anyway. Not just Chelsea. I had all other stuff to talk about as well. Well, you, you've, you've, you led me down the path. I didn't lead you down a path, mate. We've got pl- plenty of time for you to go um, to do your other stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now in the studio, make a welcome return, uh, the man who has made the coveted Bristol Live 19 most famous celebrity Bristol City fans. <laughs> um, it's Mark Watson. Yeah, well, what can top, I say? They don't give those away. Top 19. <laughs> I mean, honor. you're in good company. Um, Jensen Button and John Cleese, uh, to name but two others. Yeah, there's uh, quite a lot of much more famous ones on the list, but I don't know how many of how many of them are regularly down at the gate. You don't. I think you'd notice Cleese if he was there. I think uh, you. I think you would. Yeah. Some, sometimes when they make these lists, they get as far as me and Tony Robinson, and then they just start listing people who are from Bristol or have been to Bristol. <laughs> yeah. The bloke from Massive Attack is. We've got some. Yeah, got some. right. Um, I think Cleese is a real fan, but I, again, I don't he think doesn't. He's he lived in older. Clifton for years. He lived in Bristol, didn't he? That's he his went to school there and stuff. Yeah. Didn't but yeah. I believe I think he lives in sort of Colorado or something now, so I'm not sure if he's if he's commuting for every home game. He probably skips <laughs> the league. Just cup does the away matches. Yeah. Jack yeah. Leach as well. Somerset's uh, very own in England's Jack Leach. And Triscothic actually. Triscothic is, right. is a good he's got some very uh, odd statistics quality. about Bristol. Uh, number one, well, not that odd. I mean, in, in the fact that it's supposed to be the best place in Britain to live. People who live there vote it the best place. You know, that's amongst yeah. Yeah, people who live there call it the best place to live. Yeah, it's a great city. You'd think that everyone would say there, yeah. but having been around the country, not not everyone does say that. But, it's the, to say. but cocaine use in Britain is the highest in Bristol. I you know? divorced myself from that statistic. <laughs> no, I just thought I, I mentioned it. I uh, yeah. <laughs> don't expect you to comment on that. And well, I suppose I you haven't seen Cary Grant down there for a while either. No, he, he went was, to he my <laughs> school, but it's fair to say we didn't quite overlap. No, uh, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, listen. What can I say? Some of these statistics, I think you can trust. Other ones, well, as I say, I distance yeah. myself if, from. If I can't, yeah, Bristol, they put the Wurzels in, though, Bristol Live. That does seem a bit, I don't, even for them, that does, yeah, that, that things does. Be, yeah. anyway. The Wurzels before, is huge news at Ashton Gate, though, of course. The club song is by them is played every game. Yeah. Um, you can almost, but yeah, it's fair oh, to say. That's why they're, they're in there. Yeah, they're more famous at Ashton Gate than anywhere else in the, in the world, oh, I okay, guess. Oh, okay, fair enough. I just thought they'd just put them in to, to stuck them in randomly. No, to be to, fair, they, they have actually, they've been seen quite a lot at Ashton Gate. Well, the lead singer was Scottish, though, I believe. That's oh, okay. A, uh, good stat for well, you. Ad, Ad Cutler. No, there must be a, a, a data later. In the, can't leave. Him. I can't think he leave. If he's the not Bristolian now, I'll be, be devastated. Yeah. Andy's a kind of Wurzels purist. He remembers the very early days of the band. <laughs> not everyone can draw the name of the lead singer of the Wurzels out of their sleeve quite as quickly as that. It? It, was it was really impressive. impressive yeah. 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 I expect no less from Andy. Certainly better than his cocaine stuff. Anyway. Yes, which, as <laughs> so, I say, I, I wash my hands off. Yeah. Um, so not, let's, not let's before we carry on chatting about various things, we're going to talk smart meters now, aren't we? Because I've just, for the first time in my life, my mum has just got one. So yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm living. I'm living with a smart meter for the first time. It's quite sort of addictive watching the number we're talking about. It is. About, it's a bit we? like, like being in a cab when you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. I, I <laughs> quite... think, turn that light off. You go around, you, you, you know, you think, how did that, how did that go mm. up from £2.10 to £2.35? What light's on in the house? It's why I quite like it, because you start to become really uh, sort of forensic about exactly where, yeah. where your money's going. Of what you're, how much you're using. Yeah. Every time you boil the cup, you start to question whether you do need as much tea as you drink in average. Yeah. Day, <laughs> could, you, could I just drink it out of the tap? It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that's the thing. You yeah. start trying to outsmart it, boil yeah. the kettle outside or something <laughs> yeah. with an extension lead, but it always knows. 
Yeah, that's indeed. So, how come, Mark? Why, why are you bringing us news of smart meters? Well, I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to do stuff to um, be sort of environmentally friendly stuff. But because of the amount that I travel around, I'm pretty much rubbish at it. Because I'm, I'm always. I mean, most of the time I've been on this show, I've been talking about some insane tour schedule. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. amount of travelling I do alone makes me worry that I'm a fairly bad advocate for sort of climate. So smart meters was just a thing I thought I could do easily which should help because at least then you start knowing how much uh, you're consuming and you do start being more aware and switching yeah. stuff off and all the rest of it. And I do think, obviously, we need to reduce our global emissions and it's a small step, but I feel like, for me, it at least makes me feel like I'm doing something easy and positive. Yeah, I just, as I said, my first experience of it and you kind of think, well, I, I kind of don't want to know, but I do want to know at the mm. same time. It does become strangely yeah. addictive. I've been looking at it more than the telly and every time I've gone down <laughs> or, or, you know, just I'm just always in the corner of my eye and what, thinking, why has that gone up 2p in yeah. the last 30 You're seconds? You're making your mum sit in the dark, aren't you? Yeah, I am. She, yeah, she's got no lights on. She's freezing <laughs> yeah. cold as well. But at least she knows that she saved 17 pence. Yeah. Yes, she has. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to have a break. Sometimes there's nothing on the telly. Why not just watch the just old numbers climb up for a bit? Yeah. <laughs> or not. It's, it's that <laughs> great feeling when they don't move and then you just slightly yeah, you feel that, like you're winning. That famous yeah. Roy Hodgson meme during the when he, he, he just kind of that feeling when it goes up another penny. That's yeah. what it feels. Like. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, he can't have imagined during that Iceland game how many times that meme would be yeah. used as sort of any human disappointment in life. Basically, is <laughs> now that, that it, picture is it, the go-to. It is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, what are you up to comedy-wise, Mark? Are you you got any mo more mad tours or, or or not at the moment? Well, I'm trying to. I just thought mm. that it would be a good idea to reduce travelling anyway a bit this year, yeah. partly for eco reasons and partly because it's mad how much I do. So, I'm still doing a, quite a number of shows. I'm doing a show about my time on the island, but we talked about once here before the Bear Grylls thing. Yeah. But I'm doing less of it and doing some writing right now book and um just trying to uh obviously watching as much uh football as possible mm. as well i've been touching get quite a bit this year me and please have, have you been, have you been uh, do you get to away games as well yeah sometimes sometimes they they intersect beautifully with my tour schedule sometimes i'm in like shows in barnsley or something and uh we're away to leeds or I've, <clears> occasionally <throat> of course the fixture calendar comes out after my tour, I can't really ask the, the old computer to crunch my numbers and <laughs> no. then help me out. So I have to be lucky with away games, basically. Sometimes I'm unlucky. Like we're at QPR uh, next away game, but I'm not in London, unfortunately. So I'm going to... I'm in uh, Crickhowl in somewhere in Paris in Wales. Oh, right. So unlucky. Actually, all the away games, uh, Brentford, QPR, all the easier away games for me, I've not made it to this year because I've always been out of London. But then sometimes I find I'm in York or something, I think... It's almost plausible I could get from there to Scunthorpe. Do you take in? A, are you one of those that takes in a game? Mm. If you're somewhere, you're twiddling your thumbs and you have got a gig that night, and you're in a city, do you do you think I'll just go and see the local side? Yeah, I, quite often. I took my lad to see Bath <clears throat> City for mm. non-league day um, a few weeks ago. Obviously not far because the uh, gig was in Taunton or something like that. I've been to uh, I've been to quite a number actually. Yeah, I've, I've been to places like uh, Charlton one time because I had some sort of. I mean, Charles in London, obviously, South so I London live there, gig. but I use yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of South London excuse <laughs> to go there. Yeah, I, I, and sometimes I will even, as I've said before, I think on this show, I sometimes go to the stadium, just, even if there's not a game on. I'm just a, such a lover of old football grounds. Yeah. I remember going to Halifax uh, on tour and went to see the old Shea ground. It was snowing. <clears> it was December. Um, the site of this dis, then disused ground just covered in snow. There's it's something about beautiful. it, though. I know exactly what yeah, you mean. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. like it, especially mm. if you get a preserved one with all the old advertising hoardings for sort of Bovril or businesses that have themselves got most of them have been made into ikeas and stuff but there are still a few abandoned grounds around there There's we're going like to once for sale we're going to talk about it later on mm. it's up near blackburn this ground they want 1.3 million for it um uh, edenfield in lengths it used to belong to stand athletic who no longer exists but the, the actual there's a kind of standing area which is still there so the pitch needs work obviously because it's not been paid on since 2002 but there are a few league grounds where 
you can say that about those, <laughs> yeah, to be fair. It will, will have seemed worth. 1.3 million. 1.3 million. It's a bit of a stretch, but it'd be nice to have our own ground, wouldn't it? It would be just to have you. It's a lot cheaper than Spurs ground. Yeah, for a football ground, it's not bad value, actually, I'd say, when you look at the going rate. It's not quite as. Yeah, I think it needs a little bit. Yeah, it's they've a, got a cheese room. It's a bit more snagging, I'd say, before it's the Spurs ground. They won't have those upside-down pints that you hear about. Yeah, no, no you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get those. Are you, are you likely to lose any star players in January? Is there some of the big boys trying to pick off your, your talent? That is the, the question that uh, fans of second-tier clubs find themselves asking a lot in January. Mm. Yeah, um, I think, well, Brownhill, Josh Brownhill, who's our sort of midfield linchpin and captain, is apparently, mm. I think he's out of contract the year after next so there's rumours flying about that he might go... Right. Uh, that the club might be forced to... Send. Most of our talent leaves in the summer normally. We lost Adam Webster to Brighton... Yeah, yeah. Um, ...in the summer and previously uh, Joe Bryan and Bobby Reid. So normally I don't brace myself too much. Actually, the thing about January is, as we said before, is it's nearly impossible to get any transfer deals done. So I normally feel fairly confident that they just won't be able to get the old faxes done in time. But what all of our fans... It's just two points off the playoffs, so why would you sell players at this point? They're one of a number of teams if they make a late run... It, you know, they could yeah. end up, you know... There's always a huge debate at this time of year about whether you should sort of go mm. go for broke and just spend big in January. But I, I think I've, I've heard Lee Johnson talk about this. It's just not that easy. The fans always want to see three or four huge signings, but it feels like he likened it to being on the property chain. Mm. Like, about nine things have got to align. So even though I think the ambition is there at the club uh, and, and also the ambition to hold on to it, it sometimes feels like in the transfer window... Like mysterious forces just move everything, and it basically just depends. Yeah. I don't think Brown Hill would want to leave now because you're right; he's the captain, and we are on the verge of the top six. Yeah. Um, whereas in the summer, you can understand why they might be tempted. So no, I, I believe our squad will remain intact. But it's whether we, like everyone, like Leeds, it's all about whether we can. So we believe we had uh, in Ketia from Arsenal mm. for about largely because Arsenal had tweeted out a picture of him saying that he had gone. <laughs> yeah. But that proved to be uh, some sort of well, hopeful red herring. He came on last night, didn't he? So, I mean, I wonder if they're going to use him or keep him or are they going to yeah, let him I go out and loan? Him they better have now because yeah. the rationale for not letting us have him apparently was that they'd finally... You can understand it, well, why Arteta might. But if they just keep him but now sit him on the bench, every Maybe single championship club will be furious. Back, so, There's still a week, yeah, still a week yeah, left, you know. Anything could happen, might, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? There's So little happens every yeah. title window and then there's that one half-hour period where everything goes mad. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll still see some sort of ups and downs. There is a feeling at Ashton Gate, I think, that we're only a couple of top players away from, you know, just pushing over the line. But as always, it's the question is where you how you get those sure. where, also we had a phobia he was going to be one of those and then he, he um, wrecked his ACL or something so yeah. not a lot you can do about yeah. those but I think they're they're working on it yeah okay. Mark lovely to see you uh, thanks for popping in and uh, we will catch up with you soon <laughs> it's a big glance of the clock thinking it is a smart meter that's how addicted to it yeah. but no it, that is just an actual <laughs> clock I thought it was burning up a lot there yeah 13 pounds 45 yeah. this conversation yeah. it is a working <laughs> studio so it probably does use quite a lot of electricity even so that would be pricey that would be the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. As we were just saying to Mark Watson, who was uh, saying that he, 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 he do see some fantastic old grounds, sometimes abandoned old football grounds. Mm. Um, we mentioned that we would be chatting about uh, a football stadium which is up for sale. Uh, it used to be Stand Athletics Ground. The club are no more, sadly. I don't think the ground has been used since 2002. It's uh, off the Blackburn Road up in Lancashire and um, it's being sold by uh, Farrow Estate Agents. I'm very pleased to say that uh, we're joined now by uh, Peter Farrow. Good afternoon, Peter. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. I mean, that's basically quite a, quite a rare thing for you, as amongst all the semi-detached and the uh, and the masonettes, isn't it? A football stadium. Yeah, it, it's not the normal the mill type of stuff, but um, with the sort of increase in um, people wanting to live in this area, which is, I mean, we're only just kind of twenty miles north of Manchester. There's lots of interest in potentially reusing, redeveloping or whatever purpose for you want for land and property at the moment. So the vendors asked us to put it on the market, see if we've got any interest coming forward for it. But it, it'll go for a sort of residential development. It won't be sold as a football stand with a football ground. Unless somebody wants to put well, a team together. I mean, <laughs> that, that would be no quite... There's no stands there, are there? That would be quite such. romantic, wouldn't it? Oh, there's, no, there's a, sort of, there's a standing area. There's still bits of, uh, bits of the old yeah, football ground left, small... isn't it? There's a small um, spectator stand. There's a two-storey stone-built clubhouse. Uh, they've got uh, the actual match pitch that they had, and they've got the a synthetic training pitch down there as well. Um, like you say, it's not in the best of conditions, but it's certainly uh, it's all there if somebody wanted to make a go of it. We, we'd quite like to see it reused so it would benefit the community, something like a, a training or an academy or something like that for even one of the local sports teams would be a great reuse for it. Yeah, 3G pitch or something yeah. like that would be tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, would it work as residential if, I mean, you'd obviously have to get the planning. Is it the kind of area that would get planning permission for something like that potentially? Uh, potentially. We always have to caveat everything, of course, on that kind of listing by saying it's subject to all the necessary consents and permissions. But um, there's a lot of demand for housing uh, nationally, as I'm sure you're aware anyway. Mm. So, you know, if somebody came up with a suitable and appropriate scheme that suited the local players, then maybe that could be a potential use for it down the line. Did you look into the history of the club when, when you were asked to, to sell it? Yeah, I, I suppose I should up front. It's the wrong shaped ball for me. I'm oh. very much a rugby type uh, 
my background, but in terms of uh, the club itself, um, we've done a bit of due diligence and research. You know, it was um, prior to being stand, it was uh, Haslingden Football Club were down there. I believe they won the um, Northwest Counties League Division Two in 1994. That's a bit of history back there, but right. then. Stand came to it in 2000, as you said, uh, moved away again in 2002, back to their previous home, which was in Whitefield, and it has pretty much stood unused as a sports facility since then, really. They tried to sell it in 2013, I understand, but they couldn't find a buyer. So why why was that, you think? Um, The economic and the landscape for housing, um, the the whole situation has changed considerably in the last five or six years, just... uh, if you're talking about from housing perspective, uh, the tw- 12 months till November 2018, Rosendale was actually the fifth best performing area in the entire UK, according to the uh, Office of National Statistics. Wow. We have massive growth. Mm. So lots of interest in terms of people wanting to come here. Like I say, we're only 20 miles outside of Manchester, so there's lots of transport connections and links, and it's easy commuting for people. So there's loads of things like that that make people want to potentially live there or, like I say, even reuse it as a facility. As kind of football romantics, I think we quite like the idea of someone going in there, uh, kind of field of dreams. But, yeah, uh, form, a forming, form, or just forming yeah. their own team. That, and we'll, we'll chat in 15 <laughs> years' time, Peter, and we'll say, it's hard to believe that that club that we chatted about, that piece of land you were selling, the narrow Premier League club. <laughs> it's not yeah, going to well, happen. You never know. I'm, I mean, we're not that far away from... Um, wholly sure what the name of the actual team is but you know the old Manchester United uh, old boys uh, thing oh, that they set up down there or was it FC, you know, we mean FC United, FC United. The, yeah that's yeah. the one okay. yeah oh, right. we're not that far geographically from those yeah. guys so you never know it might be something similar that somebody would want to come and set up and obviously Manchester's got great football heritage even though I'm a rugby fan but you know there's lots of people not that far away um, who might be interested in doing something like that it would be a really good and have you, yeah, I was going to say, have you had any uh, yeah, have you had much interest finally so far? Yeah. Honestly, we've had every man and his dog who wants to do everything under the sun with it. Right. Honestly, wow. the, the, the range of stuff. Um, we've not actually had a Field of Dreams romanticist uh, yet, <laughs> but, you know, we're holding out our hopes. We've had uh, potential redevelopments. We've had potential reuses for it. We've had... Uh, Everything from uh, displays to practice areas for various different things. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We mentioned earlier on that the name uh, Geraint uh, does lend itself mm. um, to, uh, rather than Geraint, of course, mm. depends where you're from, lend itself to TV formats. And uh, you sent a few in. You've got All Creatures Geraint and Small, which is a kind of vets-based programme. Mm. Geraint, half hot mum, said uh, parsnip. Yeah, yeah that's that, Bring back the old sitcom. I like the shows where you have to guess uh, who is the absolute no-mark in the studio in Great Nobody, says Martin. Uh, they're great. How do you suggest that we have no-marks in our studio? He and Tony, not our studio, <laughs> studios generally, he meant TV studios. He okay. and Tony the Tiger in their great. They provide a countdown of the world's greatest ever cricketers, says Mark Fillmore. <laughs> that's good. Great what you do, it's the way that you do it, says yeah, John. Well, he hasn't really thought of a TV show for yeah, that. Got a theme tune there. Great, nobody gloves me better. Uh, Jones decides who is best out of folks, Butler or Bearstow. Well, that sounds like a winner. Yeah. Uh, great expectations. I think you'll find. Yeah. A great expectations. <laughs> great works on a maternity ward. That's nice. Red Ben in Holloway. Thank you for all of those. Um, questions coming in for Tim, which we'll be putting to him a little bit later on. 
Uh, in the meantime, Andy, do you have anything else? Yes. Uh, one in 20 people in Britain think potatoes grow on trees. Do we have an education system in this country? <laughs> what do you think the bits of earth are all over them are? Yeah. How do you think they, they get there? Well, the kids don't know. They've just, if it, they don't, there's no bits of earth on chips, is there? <laughs> well, I suppose so. It's fairly hopeless, though, isn't it, really? What else did they come out with this? Oh, 40% of people thought uh, apples were a tropical fruit. Oh, OK. <laughs> What, you mean the ones that grow in orchards in Britain? Mm, yeah, I used to go scrumping in Buster Blood Vessel's um, garden. Yeah. I told you this story it's before. It's not in um, used Hawaii, to... is it? No, it's chance? not. It was in Stoke Newington <laughs> okay. in North London. He used to, uh, yeah, his, his mum would get very angry mm. and he used to chase after us uh, big bugs. He's a big lad then, of course. Yeah. I was scrabbling back over the wall. Well, that's true. I remember he came well. in and you He did, yeah. We, him, yeah. we reminisced about I was one of, I thought he was going to beat yeah. me up. I was one of the kids that used to nick apples from his mum's garden. Well, there you go. Uh, Jamie Vardy has trademarked the phrase having a party. Mm. Does that mean he gets a royalty every time Every time says, someone has a I'm party. I'm having a party. That's it. <laughs> ka More ka money for Jamie. Imagine that. This is really odd. What happened? Do you know I said to you the other day it's about time we had a party? <laughs> I've got this solicitor's letter from Jamie Vardy. Would you cease and desist? Cease and desist. <laughs> Otherwise I've got to pay him a thousand pounds. You could pounds. say soiree apparently. <laughs> Not Louis soiree. No. Obviously. Yeah. Louis soiree is having a party. <laughs> that's, that's probably just cost me a thousand quid. Yes. Yeah. Well done. And I uh, think it's only oh yeah. when all mm. these trademark things. It's probably only in the context of yeah. of that, isn't it? Really. Um, do you want another <laughs> sign of how times have changed in the world oh, of celebrity? Yes, very much. Yeah. <clears throat> this was courtesy of the BBC Archive the other day. Um, it was on this day in 1971. Eric Morecambe uh, was crowned. Pipeman of the Year. Oh, wow. You have a ceremony for people who smoked. Oh, yeah. Pipe, having sm pipe, imagine pipe. having Smoker of the Year now. I know, true. <clears throat> I think they should. <laughs> also, I don't know, oh, I mean, it's every year. Vapor of the Year. <clears throat> yeah. That wouldn't really work, would mm. it? I'm sure that's going to happen at the moment. <laughs> no, the, it's very true. In, the, in these woke times, I'm wondering, where does the rear of the year fit within all of this? Because this is, well, this is still a kind of a little mm. annual staple, isn't it, of the calendar? They just, our old people, mate Frank Skinner won well, it. A lot of people might object to His it, finest you know? hour. Yeah. I think he feels mm. so. Uh, I think they might do. Yeah. Now uh, we often look turn to the letters page in the Sun, various other tabloids, <clears throat> and yeah. one person who actually she's been a bit quiet lately, but one person who over the years has had more letters published than anyone else. It's our good old friend Marie Gosney from yeah. Billingham in Teesside. Sure. I don't know how she mm. does it. Often, some days she gets them in two different papers. It might be the same letter or. She obviously has a kind of scattergun <clears throat> approach. You can't, you can't fault it, really. No. But uh, here she goes again today uh, in the sun. Everyone needs to calm their excitement over Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt being seen together. Wow. An ex is an ex we for a reason. We can't, though, can we? Would he have spoken to her if he was still married? They'd be wise <clears throat> to keep it that way. Oh. Great advice there for Brad and for all Jennifer. All the way from Billingham. From Marie Gosney. Yeah. Um, Andy, your club has become the first club to have a vegan um, outlet at the ground. Are yeah, you aware I did of this? it yesterday. I remember I said Veg Matthews. Oh, that's of course, Veg Matthews, yeah. yeah. Mm. Did you trouble the vegan kitchen last night? I certainly didn't, actually. I think what happened, though, she said. Hmm. Non-story, non-anecdote. Okay. No, it's not even worth. You're not even worth. <laughs> I like, I'm intrigued enough now. Let, no. Can we be the judge no, of whether this is a good a anecdote or not? Story. But I love, a non we I love your non-stories, Andy. Well, all right. All, all that happened was <laughs> I don't even know. Sell it, sell it, mate. Don't understand. Oh it. yes. Well, there I was last night. Uh, went to my usual watering holes, pre-match watering holes, uh, to get something to eat, and I couldn't get in because I hadn't booked. It was a London derby, and I ended up eating nothing basically, and I was hungry. 
angry. Why? Me. Because you're so superstitious, you couldn't eat no, anywhere else. I just else. couldn't find anywhere. Yes, my wife said, "Why don't you go somewhere else?" I thought, "Don't fancy anywhere else." I did bump into. Amy. It does. Got to be honest. It did slightly fizzle out. It didn't no, start why, well, and then it's fizzled out. I didn't out. even mention it. Don't you force <laughs> me into saying? You it. mentioned it. Well, yes, but I self-edited myself, realizing it was rubbish. <laughs> Not once you got us all excited. No, right, you I was more excited excited. about that than was you Jennifer Aniston and, uh, <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Very gutty. You're probably right in about that. Talking of Chelsea and food last night. Amy Lawrence. Can I just say? Yeah, you go from from. Yes, I know Amy. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, she would have been delighted. She was a better mum. Good job you didn't bump into oh, her. I bumped into Robbie Lyle friend. as well from Arsenal Fan TV. Oh, this is good. And a bloke came up to me and said, "Would you mind taking my photo with Robbie?" I thought, I went, "No, <laughs> that's great, great for your fragile ego." I know. Uh, the moose, good. the moose last night. He's often told us Mick, the chef at uh, Chelsea, looks after him. Yeah. But have you seen this picture, Andy? It's of the moose. There, it says "Talk Sport Only." And there's a small really? platter laid out just for the moose. To be honest, I don't think anybody else from the press would touch it because it? at half-time, tuna and egg sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, really, I can't see Henry Winter tucking into a tuna and egg sandwich, really. No. Uh, plus apple cake and cream, all on the same plate, of course. <laughs> all in the same trough <laughs> for moose. But there we are. They do look after him. Don't indulge him, Mick, for goodness sake. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, I have to tell you something, actually. I didn't tell you on air. This is a bonus. Bonus material for podcast listeners. The wife said to me that if I die... I'll tell you why this came about. Because uh, the Museum of London, her father, her late father, did a recording uh, of his life in early East London. It's really wow, interesting. Okay. And we were playing it yesterday, and it was lovely to hear his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said to me, do you think I'll be able to hear your voice when, when you go? You know, I said, well, have a look. You're going to come back and haunt her, wasn't that the plan? Forever. Yeah, 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 that's right. You've got all these radio shows. <laughs> I said, you'll be all right. One thing you won't be missing is my voice. <laughs> They may expunge you from the records. <laughs> depends Depends how you go out. Yeah, John's going to re-record all my bits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that won't be the case. You'll, you'll be immortal, Andy. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, is that a compliment? I don't know. No, yeah, of course it is. It is. Of course it is. Don't take it the wrong way. It wasn't meant like that. Uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.